Welcome to the Amateur Movie Review Hour. I am Trevor, and with me I have Josh, and I have Megs. And, Hello. Ooh, this is our very special, scary episode. Spooky. Spooky. And so we're all sitting around candlelight right now. Yes. Having a little cool. seance. Yeah. We've got our Ouija board. Yep. It's super spooky in here. Yeah. Milton yeah. Bradley made this <laughs> Ouija board. <laughs> Definitely got some demonic powers. Yeah, so we thought we'd go ahead and uh, record uh, an episode for Halloween and release it as a bonus. Uh, the movie that we're going to be reviewing today is Trick or Treat. Uh, nice. The writer and director is Michael Doherty. Uh, some of the top build actors are Anna Paquin, Dylan Baker, Brian Cox, Tom O'Penniket, Leslie Bibb, and Quinn Lord, even though you only see Quinn Lord like five minutes, but he is Sam and the rest of the movie. Uh, there were two release dates. The first one was actually like its real release date when it first appeared. And that was, I believe it was like Butt Numathon or something like that. Um, that was November 9th, 2007. And then it got a wider release in October 6th of 2009. And that uh, was just direct to DVD, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And it is a runtime of 82 minutes. And uh, this is your spoiler warning. Want to do any uh, re- first or first reactions? Well, I thought you were going to go through like a little like background on maybe some some sowing or something like that. Oh, no, I didn't. No. Because the one thing I did see is that the Sam, because it's, it's spelled... Sam Hain, basically. Yes. But it's Samhain. Yeah. And that's, it's basically just a pagan holiday where, um, the one thing that's interesting about it is that it's actually, um, supposedly the veil between life and death is thinner. Yep. And that, therefore, ghosts and ghoul, whatever, can spirits. come through. Spirits can, and fairies too, it's said, because it is a Gaelic thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And fairies, fairies yeah. are like your trickster, um, spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sam is supposed to be an embodiment of that two point. So. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Sam Sam does enforce the tradition yeah. of Halloween. Like that is that is his role in the movie is the enforcer. Yeah. Um. When did you when did when did you guys see this movie? I saw it when it came out on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I rented it. I, I'm pretty sure I rented it from the video store. Yeah. I I. I'm, positive i did as well yeah i would say 2012 2011 like i had a girlfriend that was very into horror and she made me watch it and i like i i just basically anytime i would watch a horror movie i would get drunk because i don't want it sticking in there you know i want to that's, that's he doesn't want to have a bad i want to hit the magic erase button you know he gets scared yeah i have a very overactive overactive imagination for someone in their 40s so yeah I get, yeah it's not fun but I don't recall a lot of it, honestly. Like, my rewatching it, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, really? Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I watch it every few years, so I've seen it several times. And I kind of forgot some of the, you know, some of the little things. But I, overall, I remembered most of it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I saw this movie when it came, when it was released on DVD. Um, and I have continued to watch it at least once a year. Usually yeah. in October, if not 
on yeah. Halloween or it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is all around great anthology. Yeah, like, I love. No. I always love an anthology. The connectivity of it all is really cool. Yes. Um, yeah, the background. You know, you could see yeah. the characters in the background. Yep. In other seat, you know, in but other that, stories. That's what it's nineteen drafts. That's how many drafts they had of this movie. It was nineteen because wow. they had so many different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rewrites were like insane too. Apparently, because they're like. Well, no, is this going to happen here? Are we going to switch that over to that one? There was a, there was a lot of um, what was it? Let's see. There was some stuff about the bus, the school bus. They wanted to change around a couple times. Okay, and then I don't I don't remember a lot of it honestly, but yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I think they wanted they couldn't decide at first whether they're going to do like a comedic more of a comedic um horror film or a straight horror film. Yes, yeah. So they had some they did some changes. I wonder if they decided to change it before um, or after they shot the uh, the Brian Cox segment. Because there, there was some of that where it, it, it almost felt slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when Sam gets shot and it just flies back against the wall. Like, that for, that felt very slapsticky. Yeah. Like, well, it was, it was Chucky-esque. Yeah. Know, yeah. The oh, whole sure, scene, sure. of course, yeah. Mixed with a little bit of... But even I mean the Dylan Baker stuff was just so it was dark it was dark but <laughs> like, it was funny it yeah, was like you know yes <laughs> but that's that's Dylan Baker in a nutshell you know he's dark but he's funny and yes. you you know you watch happiness and you're like oh my goodness you know that's yeah I'm laughing at pedophilia <laughs> if you don't know Dylan was in a, a um, that uh. Amazon show, right? Hunters. Yeah, oh, Hunters. Yeah. If, if you don't know who Dylan Baker is, he's in Hunters. The first season is like the big bad Nazi. He was great. He did a good job. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed the the costumes just on the people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they did they did a good job. They did do a good job. It looked good. It felt good. And it doesn't look super dated. I mean, considering that the yeah. movies, you know, it's yeah. 2007, that they were 2006 when they made it. You know, it's almost 20 years old and it doesn't look it. It looks good. Like, yeah, you, you, you forget watching the movie that, oh, mm-hmm. like cell phones are just like two years away or like we're smartphones are just yeah. years away. Yeah, everybody was still on the flip phones back uh-huh. then. Yeah. They were like into razors, I think. Razor was the big thing back then. Yeah. You like had internet on it, but it was nothing compared to right. what two years later would have brought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. you you could you could I remember texting like to Google or whatever, like restaurants or something like mm-hmm. that, and it'd text you back like some rest restaurants around you or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, wandering around um, out of, when you're out of town, you're trying to figure out where you are. We didn't ha- like now. You just you get sure. a map. And yeah. back then you were kind of like, oh, God, I don't know where I am. And you did have some limited uh, abilities. But, you know, I think at the time I still had I still had a pretty older phone. You know, I don't know yeah. what I had, but it wasn't very good. Uh, well, you guys want to get into uh, get into the review? Yeah. All right. This is your spoiler warning. Tasty. Delicious. Oh, God, terrible. (laughs) The movie begins with a newsreel PSA about the guidelines of trick-or-treating. 
I love that. That was so cool. (laughs) Stay on the sidewalk, never go to a stranger's house, and never go out alone. Now, was that the part that... um, He wanted that in the, the credits, but they moved it to the front. And was that the Marsden one? Who who did that voiceover? No, Marsden. Marsden does like one thing. Um, does, was it that? He did some voice work on this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not too sure on 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 Marsden for that. And I was unaware of that. Hmm. Well, anyway. The newsreel transitions to the smiling visage of a jack-o'-lantern in the suburban neighborhood in Warren Valley, Ohio. We meet Emma, played by Leslie Bibb, and her husband, Henry, played by Tom O'Pennicott. They argue about the tradition of keeping candles lit in the jack-o'-lantern, keeping the candles lit in the jack-o'-lantern and keeping the decorations up um, until after midnight. Emma is not a fan of Halloween. So she offers Henry sex, so he scampers off to their bedroom, and Emma begins the process of taking down the decorations. Emma is attacked as she removes the decorations by a small figure. The assailant and Emma struggle under a sheet that was used as a decoration. The unknown attacker slices Emma's throat with a jagged jack-o'-lantern lollipop. Sometime later, Henry wakes to find Emma's shredded corpse used as a Halloween direction and decoration in their front yard maybe emma should have heeded the traditions of halloween what was in her mouth was that the the Ooh. Oh, was that the the candy no i think it was because spoiler alert on this movie everything's about trick or treat yeah yes yeah so she got it when you were an asshole you got the treat right yeah no you got the trick yeah she got both then well, well, she was she was she did not heed the traditions, so she yeah. violated the rule. He she had to die. Um, I I tried to make out what was in her mouth, but I really couldn't. I would say it's orange. It was about an inch and a half. I it looked. I think it might have been the lollipop, but I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and watch it. The opening credits begin. Here we get some information about Halloween along with the little bits of storyboard scenes that have not yet happened in the movie. A very lively soundtrack plays as the credits roll. The opening credits also introduce us to some of the characters from the four stories of this movie. There is Sam, Rhonda, Principal Stephen Wilkins, Lori, and old Mr. Krieg. Uh, the animated credits are now over. The camera follows a pillowcase that is being dragged behind a Halloweener. The camera tilts up to focus on various people in the crowd in the crowded city center of Warren Valley as the police as the pillowcase continues to be dragged. The next scene begins with a news report about activities going on in Warren Valley on Halloween night. A high downward shot shows a very lively and crowded city center cut to the interior of a costume shop where four young women, Lori, played by Anna Paquin, Danielle, Lori's older sister, played by Lauren Lee Smith, Maria, played by Rochelle Eights, and Janet, played by Monica Delane. They are all trying on some type of fairy tale um, princess outfit. A young boy in a bear costume spies on the young women in the dressing stalls. Lori is dressed as Little Red Riding Hood, as per tradition. 
Danielle also exclaims that the next tradition is finding dates. Danielle invites the costume the costume cashier to be her date to a party in Sheep's Meadow. Legolas is stoked. The movie cuts to a young boy named Charlie pushing jack-o'-lanterns to the ground off of a picket fence, bursting apart when they hit the sidewalk. Charlie spots a bowl of candy on the porch, ignores the take one piece sign and takes all the candy. Charlie, in the middle of stealing the bowl of candy, is caught by Principal Stephen Wilkins, played by Dylan Baker. Wilkins demands Charlie stay. The movie cuts back to Lori, Danielle, Maria, and Janet discussing Lori's sex life. Janet and Maria display their sexual prowess and seduce the camera, the news crew camera guys. Back to Wilkins and Charlie. Wilkins carves a pumpkin um, as Charlie is eating a candy bar. Wilkins monologue. As he is monologuing, you can see Charlie begin to like get sick and then he starts coughing. And then he fucking pukes, just like gallons of blood. But before Chocolate he pukes, yeah. yeah, before he pukes though, he always he remarks villainously, always check your candy. Yeah, like that was just buckets of like puke chocolate puke yeah <laughs> like, i found something interesting this is on screenrand.com these are sam's trick-or-treat rules oh okay number one always wear a costume Ooh. always pass out treats to trick or treaters okay never blow out jack-o'-lanterns before midnight boom always check your candy yep yep always respect the dead yep Never take down your decorations before November 1st and never hurt the innocent. Boom. Nope. Yeah. Them's, them's the rules. Those are the rules. And if you don't abide by them, a little man with a sack head will find you. That's it. I, I like to believe it's pumpkin heads, uh, bastard child. Mm. <laughs> well, he did say that he wanted to do a sequel. Who, who fucked pumpkin head? I don't know. I don't know. We don't. I don't think you need to go that far into it. I think you do. I want to see that documentary. The, yeah. the director wanted to do a sequel where um, it shows him being born in a pumpkin patch and carving himself. Into a pumpkin head? Yeah. Well, no, there's a painting, apparently, um, where, it, where it's kind of based on that. And you could see there's like one thing carving its own self. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is pretty cool. Little spaghetti hands. Yeah. So after he finishes puking, Charlie dies in Wilkins' lap. Wilkins begins the process of carrying Charlie's dead body to his backyard when a group of trick-or-treaters knock on Wilkins' door. Wilkins hands out poison candy to the kids. The pirate kid looks suspiciously at the principal after he like looks on like the porch and down the stairs I like just this pile of chocolate puke. And he's just like, he just looks at him. He's like, there's something wrong here. Like, this doesn't make sense. After that, uh, so those three kids leave. Wilkins sees another trick-or-treater in an orange onesie and a burlap sack over its head, which is, who is Sam? Um, So he uh, he escaped Sam's judgment because he gave him a piece of candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yep. a shadowing tool for later. Yeah, yep. he gave him a lollipop. And the chocolate bar with the razor that he... Mm-hmm. Back, oh, in... <laughs> Back in the city center, Lori assures Danielle that she'll find a date for the party tonight. 
Danielle, Maria, and Janet leave with the News 26 camera crew. Anna Paquin's just so fucking, like, just strange. <laughs> There's just an oddness about her. Like, it radiates off of her. Mm-hmm. Was, and this was during her heyday of uh, this was right True in the middle Blood, of right? True Blood, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, X-Men, X-Men. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an, she's an awkward actress, and she always has been. I mean, she was okay when she was a little kid. She was cute. But she always looks like she's acting. She looks like she's attempting to act. Yeah, she's like, like contorting her face and doing yeah. stuff. There's always like a thing there. She seems so, super aware that the cameras are on her. She does the smell the fart. That's what yeah. it is. That's supposed to be like like an, an actor's trick. Mm-hmm. If you're ever like in a situation, just smell the fart and be, like squint your face and question it. And why why am I smelling this fart? What's going on here? Smell the fart. <laughs> I went to no acting school at all, so oh, but you're so amazing you're, at it. Uh, but I know how to smell a fart. Yeah, you do. So, yeah, you do. Oh, to throw one too. What's the worst fart? It's the shower fart, unfiltered, just right in there. You're like, oh god, huh? I've never really, never really thought about it that way. Well, yeah. oh, I thought it was more of a deadened thing because you got water spraying on it. So no. like I always feel down. like it's a lot cleaner. Like no, it's, it's unfiltered. Like when you when you fart into your pants, you got underwear there. You got your your pant whatever yeah. material it is. Well, what about a bed? <sighs> what about the bed, the Dutch oven? I think that's worse. Well, you're <laughs> trapping it. Yeah, that's you're a, trapping yeah. it, and yeah. then you make the mistake of pulling up your bl- blankets, and yeah. you're just. Oh. Anytime you funnel something in a certain direction, it's going to be, you know, yeah. like a very concentrated. Yeah. But the shower fart's the worst because it's rising. It is If it's a hot shower, it's rising with the steam. True. Okay. I think we're all going to have to um, try this out for ourselves. Yeah, just don't shit the shit in your shower. And <laughs> yeah, you got to stomp it in. You got to stomp it in. It's gross. Waffle stomp it. You can pee in the shower. I don't mind that. It, it goes to the same place. It's I literally no connected to the same drain. The I remember Elaine had a problem with that on on Seinfeld. I didn't. I I've never understood that peeing in the shower. Yeah, everybody pees in the shower. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it goes to the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the best place to, to pee. Yeah, of all the places. Yeah. Try to shoot it up. Get a little. Oh, you can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You can try. I don't have. I don't have your abilities. You could try. I don't think I'm going to. Well, do the fart though. We'll just. We'll <laughs> Shower fart. Shower fart. You, you do it with your husband. Your that's fun. Well, that's weird. No. Nobody wants to fart around. You're like, trick or treat. He's like, what? And then all of a sudden, it just hits him in the face. Ooh. He starts retching. This is, a, this is the episode of A Thousand Wretches. That's what I'm going to call it. Nice. Wilkins resumes his disposal project. Evidence of vil- of his villainy can be seen on his kitchen table. He has already dug a grave in his backyard. It's still dressed in his bloody clothes. He is interrupted, attempting to bury his his newly his new victim and his old victim. Was that Wishbone? No, no, that dog was not Wishbone. Mm. But Wilkins is interrupted by his son Billy from the second story window. There's a whole like a whisper scream thing going on between Billy and 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 Wilkins. After dismissing Billy, Wilkins rolls the dead body of Charlie into the grave on top of the other dead body. But he is again interrupted. This time it's by the neighbor's yapping dog Spite. Wilkins quiets the dog with a finger from one of the dead bodies. 
However, the owner of, of Spite, uh, Mr. Krieg, played by Brian Cox, comes outside. Wilkins attempts to remain silent while Mr. Krieg calls for the dog. The unknown dead victim screams as Wilkins hides. A startled Mr. Krieg shouts about shooting. Wilkins reveals himself to Mr. Krieg as he kicks the unknown victim in the head multiple times. I love how he goes, I got it. I'm with the NRA card. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. And my shotgun's above the fireplace. It's not in my hand, so don't be too afraid. I need to go get it. I'm an old man. I, I you wait there. One minute, I'll be back. For the longest time until yesterday when I'd actually seen the, ti- the subtitles or the closed captions, whichever. Um, I thought it was Spike, not mm. Spite. And yeah, I, 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 I could see that. I, I didn't. I did not. Yeah. So, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, that's cool." This is more layers to, yep. to the uh, Brian Cox that is an onion. Uh huh. That's right. He looks like he smells like onions in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Probably farts in the shower a lot too. Mm. Wilkins reveals himself. <laughs> Mister Craig yells to Wilkins, "Keep your damn kid out of my yard." Wilkins looks confused. Again, Wilkins is interrupted by Billy asking about carving jack-o'-lanterns. When he asks about attending the parade tonight down in the city center, Wilkins says he, he can't come with because he has a date. While Wilkins is talking with Billy, he uses a shovel to kill the unknown victim as it was still making noise and moving. Wilkins has now finished his disposal work, and Mr. Krieg asked for help through his through Krieg's window. He's on the inside of it tapping like motherfucker. And Wilkins ignores him. Wilkins calls for his son Billy, and Billy scares Wilkins. The father grabs a knife from the table as he takes his son hand his son's hand and they descend down the basement stairs. Wilkins raises the knife, places his hand on Billy's head, and plunges the knife down towards Billy. But the camera pans down, and we see that Billy's alive. That was just the, probably the most disturbing part of the movie by far. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, all the kills are off off screen in this. Mm-hmm. You yep. don't really get anything. Even they do sometimes was the um, the comic book um, reel of it. Sure. On a few occasions, but yeah, there's and the head of Charlie appears on a lazy Susan, and it zooms out to show the father and son about to carve the head of Charlie into a jack o' lantern. In the next scene, four young trick-or-treaters, Macy, Chip, Schrader, and Sarah, are collecting jack-o'-lanterns. The group goes to meet up with Rhonda at Rhonda's house. She is on the spectrum of autism. Rhonda's front yard is filled with jack-o'-lanterns. Cut to the city center where the party is wild. And in the back alley of this small town, I did not know that these types of towns had quite extensive back alleys where you could just get murdered in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's where the rubbish goes. Yeah. <laughs> and in the back alley of this small town, there is a man dressed in black and a young woman, and they're involved in some very heavy petting. It is revealed that the man is a vampire, and she tries to escape, but the vampire catches her. After finishing her off, the vampire leaves the young woman on the sidewalk in full view of the revelers. Like, I, don't, I still don't get that. somebody's gonna notice it well she's supposed to look like she's just uh, in costume passed out you know or like decoration so you're telling me there's not a cop in that town no (laughs) like 
You can continue to sleep there. It's supposed this to be the in plain sight. It's the in plain sight thing. <laughs> yeah, it's know, like I that know. whole. Um, yes. She. Everybody's dressed up, so nobody realizes. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, do you heard about the dead body last week? Was it that yeah, the yard yeah. guys uh-huh, just mowed, mowed around him? Mowed around it because they thought they it was thought it was part decoration. Yeah. 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 That's that in plain sight. Like. <laughs> yeah. Except that dude just died of a overdose. Yeah. Yeah, but they still thought he was <laughs> just I'm not a decoration. Laughing at his death. I'm laughing at the circumstances, which probably still makes me an asshole. <laughs> um, ab- after this scene, the uh, teens travel through the night to some unknown destination. Chip asks Rhonda about Halloween, and she gives him a brief history lesson on Sawin. Uh, the teens arrive to the Town Rock Quarry because every suburban town in every state of America has a rock quarry that something bad has something happened. Something horrible has happened yes. there. Uh-huh. Well, that's Ohio. There's a bunch of them there. Yeah. But it, it's also part of it. I think it's a trope. Like a yep. rock quarry, small, mm-hmm. small suburban town. It's just one of the tropes that you have in a a horror setting. Yeah. That's why they're always in small towns, you know. You never have mm. it in like some big city. It's always like oh, a little town. Nothing ever, nothing bad ever happens here, except for all the bad things that are happening here. And it is here at the Rock Quarry where the legend of the Halloween school bus massacre is a is told by Macy, and the tale goes that a group of intellectually disabled children were killed at the request of their resentful and worn out parents. Their bus driver was paid to commit the horrendous crime. However, one of the children broke free of the restraints in the bus and taking control of it. The child unknowingly drove the bus into the quarry, drowning all the kids inside. The driver was never heard or found uh, ever again. So all the uh, children were actually um, disabled. The ones that were the actors. Oh, where were yeah. they? It really was, yeah. Oh, okay. They were, yeah. Well, hey, well, hats off to uh, Brian Singer production. That was not a short bus, though. What was it? It was not. It was a normal sized bus, I believe. Like that was not a short bus. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. I, I feel like he, I feel like he did. A, yeah. Well, they must that the, the interior yeah. shots were way different because when they would did the interior shot, yeah. it looked it much looked, smaller. It looked a lot smaller. Yeah. Because you only, it seemed like there was a kid on each seat, but there were only like, what, six kids? Eight. Eight kids? Eight kids. Eight kids. So it would have been four. So like eight seats inside, you know, that's not a very big bus. The group of teens stand at the quarry edge. Macy explains that they are each, or they're going to take down to the lake and leave a jack-o'-lantern for each of the dead children. So, and there was a total of eight. Macy, Sarah, and Schrader descend first, where Rhonda and Chip will have to come down after with the rest of the jack-o'-lanterns. Lori walks the city center looking for a date. Instead, it seems a date finds her. Back at the quarry, Chip and Rhonda can't seem to find the other teens. Rhonda is separated from Chip as ghastly figures chase after Rhonda. After she becomes injured, the teens reveal it was them all along and not the spirits of the deceased kids. Schrader tries to help Rhonda, which makes Macy infuriated. Macy kicks a jack-o'-lantern into the lake. That was a bad move. The real spirits of the long-dead children attack Macy, Schrader, Chip, and Sarah. Rhonda leaves the teens to their fate, 
as she presses the button to go up on the elevator to take her out of the quarry um, bottom. Right. She's like, tricks on you guys. Yep, yep. Yeah. Take that. Sam um, passes by her, uh, and like, he's like, what's up? Is like an approval non? It's like, good job. Yeah. Respect. Lori walks alone in the woods at night in her little red riding hood outfit. Someone is following her. The man in black steps out from the shadows. Cut to Danielle, Maria, and Janet at the party. Oh, he says, what big eyes you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking stupid mask. What is that? I don't know. Like, that is that is the weirdest mask. I didn't... It was not a cool mask. Yeah. It was almost like luchador kind of shit. Yeah. It was... Yeah, with a, so what was that one? The Rainbow and the Serpent? Didn't that guy have a weird mask in that, too? God, I haven't seen... Serpent and, Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent and the Rainbow. In 30 yeah. years. Well, yeah, it's been been fucking... a while. <laughs> it's got disabled, like disabled it. rape in it. I did not care for that movie. I just didn't like the way it looked. It wasn't a good-looking film. And no. I, I only watched it because I heard it was really scary, and I finally watched it, and I'm like, Ugh. It's creepy, it's, yeah. but it's just, it's just like gross cloudy. Yeah. The whole movie's cloudy looking. It's, it's, yeah. it's not a great quality movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. Danielle is worried about Lori. Back to Lori and the Vampire. It seems that Lori is in trouble. Back to the party, where a body wrapped in a red cape falls from the tree branches above. But it isn't Lori. In fact, it is the vampire that attacked Lori. Dun, dun, dun. Lori arrives to the party that is suspiciously lacking the male gender. Danielle and Lori talk about why she was late. Maria DTs the fake vampire. Turns out he's not a real vampire. And it is also revealed that the so-called vampire is actually Principal Stephen Wilkins. As Wilkins surveys the party, he sees dead bodies of all the various men that these women had brought to Sheep's Meadow. All the women remove their clothing and skin and transform into werewolves. Before they werewolf, though, we do have titties. Yes, and there was there was a brief shot of, of tits. It's slut wolves. They yeah. should have. Yeah, that, there was a name for that segment. It was slut wolves. Not not slut shaming these wolves. I'm, you know, loud and proud. It's yeah. All good. Each one of them um, devours the date that they brought with them. Each of the female werewolves. Sam watches as the Lycanthorps feast. There's like a one moment that's really super sad. Like it was like everybody's dying, and one of them like there's a guy in a hot dog costume. Oh yeah, and she kind of kicks him, and he's rolling. Uh-huh. Like, I, I didn't like, see that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's sad. That's sad. It was that. Um, it's like, what is going on with this principal? You know, I mean, he is an odd. I, I get it. He doesn't really like kids that much because he's around them all the time. So I kind of understood the whole killing the kids thing with his son. But it, then he all of a sudden he's dressed as a vampire going around. Yeah, like, well, he, they like said something about the opera shit. Yeah. They said something about the mom dying. So yeah. maybe there's some trauma involved with that, or that's the application of what they're saying. Or maybe he killed the mom, you know? He probably just killed the mom. Yeah. Yeah, he obviously, you know, was probably some dark shit when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Who would, who, who was the other fucking dead body? Which one? Oh, you, in the in the pit? Yeah. I, oh, they never said. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just curious. That would have been there way previous, because he had just got home. Yeah. Unless the kid killed him, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean the kid could have killed him. 
could have. It's yeah. never really mentioned or talked about. The, no. All it is is just a, this is like cereal. That's all you're getting from it. Yeah. Sure. And it yeah. is a little bit. Um, he's not. I mean, he's very sloppy. He's a very sloppy. Killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, very yeah. Sloppy. Yeah. I mean, he's wandering around and it's like I'm killing people in, in the alleyway and I'm the principal of the school. So everybody knows who I am. Yeah. Um, and then the killing of the kids. It's like and then they saw them go to your house. But yeah, yeah, that whole that whole scene was a, a like a homage to howling the howling. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. their like skin just came off. Like it was yeah, like some of those really grotesque um, uh, transformations. Yeah. Yes, I thought I thought I thought I it was really job. cool. Like yeah. I really enjoyed that transformation scene. Like that was yeah. fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I thought they did like that. Job. That was creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. The movie transitions from Sam's head to that of an orange move moon. The camera pans down to three young children standing in front of a dark, creepy house that belongs to Mr. Craig. Craig? Craig. It's Craig. Yeah, Craig. They knock on the door and are immediately chased off by Mr. Craig's dog, Spite, in a pretty cool costume. <laughs> that's a cool costume. It's, yeah. got, it's got the mask with the two glowing eyes on it. Like That's pretty cool. Mr. Craig is burning pictures by throwing them into his fireplace. He lingers on one picture in particular that looks like kids dressed in costumes. Throughout the night, Mr. Krieg is pranked by some kid throwing eggs at his house. When he goes to confront the pranksters, um, he doesn't find them, but instead he hears Mr. Wilkins. So you get that. There's that the other side correlating, yeah. you know, the time of when things were happening. Mr. Krieg hears some noises at his front door. He goes to find that his front yard is decorated with jack-o'-lanterns uh he hears spite barking inside mr krieg hears some um noises from upstairs and he grabs his shotgun and goes to investigate his bedroom on the second floor when he gets in here there's a jack-o'-lantern that like lights up out of nowhere and he looks up and on his ceiling and walls there's halloween and sawwing greetings written in blood Sam lashes out at Mr. Creek from under the bed, slicing his Achilles tendon. Pet cemetery yeah. homage. That shining moment. <laughs> no, that's not even shining. I just wanted to say that. Mr. Creek falls down his stairs due to candy being spilled on the stairs. But in there, there is uh, some razor blades. Mr. Creek tries to leave his house, but Sam stops him. Mr. Creek pounds on his window, asking Wilkins for help. Instead, Wilkins ignores him. Sam attacks Mr. Krieg and removes his mask. And it's a tiny pumpkin head, a humanoid pumpkin face. He's related to Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Mr. Krieg blasts Sam with a shotgun. And he unloads a couple more rounds. And when the projectiles hit Sam, it looks like he's made a pumpkin. Like they like I think there was some seeds too. Like when they shot the abdomen, I thought there was like some seeds that came out yeah. too. But it was all orange and stringy. Mr. Krieg attempts to call 911, but the phone becomes disconnected. The detached hand of Sam stabs Mr. Krieg. Sam awakens from his death state to reattach his hand. Mr. Krieg looks on in horror. Sam now corners Mr. Krieg, and Sam is wielding his jagged jack-o'-lantern lollipop. He stabs Mr. Krieg. When Mr. Krieg looks down, Sam has stabbed a piece of candy that had fallen into Mr. Krieg's lap as he looked for something to defend himself with. 
When Sam sees the candy stuck at the end of his jagged lollipop, Sam is obliged to leave as the tradition of candy giving has been met. Sam leaves uh, Mr. Krieg confused but alive. The scene fades to a shot of the fireplace and the burning contents. There so Brian a- Cox gets the only fuck in this movie, of course, which is very... That's yes. how it should be. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fuck are you? <laughs> there is a picture of the children that were killed in the school bus, or the Halloween school bus massacre, and their bus driver, Mr. Krieg. Mr. Krieg now comedically patched up with a wrap a wrap around his over his head and under his chin. Yeah, <laughs> the old school like mumps. Yeah. yeah, he opens the door to trick or treaters. He abides the tradition of candy giving. As Mr. Krieg views the street, we get a view of some of the other characters that um, either drive by or stroll by. Sam, watching Mr. Krieg at first, notices Emma. He looks down at his jagged jack o' lantern lollipop. And heads across to street, heads across the street, to enforce the Halloween traditions. Mister Krieg hears a knock at his door. Expecting trick or treaters, he is mortified when he sees that it is the spirits of the children he murdered all those years ago. They are here to exact their revenge. Roll credits. We, you think that was because he burnt the um, the picture? Was that not respecting the dead anymore? No, I think it, it was just, just because they were brought back by the 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 kids. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that they probably would have done it any time, but this is when they were brought back by those yeah. kids mistakenly. Like they went down there and they brought them back their spirits. Mm. So they went to it just happens to be the night that he just had to fight off a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. A, the bastard child of Pumpkinhead. Yes. <laughs> I want I want one. I liked it. Like, I love this movie's great. I love this movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it. it. It's easy. It doesn't doesn't take too much. Like it's over and done with. See, I mean, it's it's, it's my favorite was always uh, what was it? Uh, t- Tales from the crypt, the dark, the dark side. Oh, Tales from the dark side. Tales from the dark side. Yeah, that was the one. It, it had that main story going, which is the Hansel and Gretel kind of thing, where yeah. some kid ends up. Oh, isn't it Jonathan Taylor? No, not Jonathan Taylor, but oh, the Brandis? old the old one. Jonathan Brandis. No, that was um. No, it was. But I like the way that one was done because it was like story side. But mm-hmm. it's not a Halloween movie, of course. But, sure. But I like I like it's when it, when it comes anthology. to anthology, it's a horror anthology, and th- that was my favorite one. Yeah, horror anthologies are great. Um, Creep show, fun. Those are those are fun. Uh, VHS. I some of them. Some oh, of them. Got it was a one of the wonky. Lawrence. It was the Lawrence brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because okay. yes. right, I, okay, I just saw right. some of it not too long. Like just you know, it wasn't I wasn't watching it, but I was changing through, and I was like, yeah. oh, I forgot about this. The box office for this movie was like twenty seven thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. It made its budget back in DVDs and domestic yeah. and international sales. I just don't think they marketed it properly. It should no. have been released at Halloween like I, they originally planned. And they, they do that all the time. I mean, look yeah. at Tales. What was it? Um, Tales of Halloween, was it? Or, oh, no, this l- latest one I watched, uh, the Cobweb. Oh, yeah. They yeah. Do, they released that in July. Yeah. You know, it's a Halloween film. It's set on Halloween. Let's mm. let's release it at Halloween. They wouldn't do that so much with a Christmas movie, usually. They've done it, but they usually try to keep them closer to Christmas. Yeah. I, but they get bo- they get really lazy with horror films. Wasn't, wasn't like, wasn't... Uh, Friday the 13th, the, the the original one, like, released in, like, 
the summer or something like that. Possibly. Like, I know that Die Hard was originally released in the summertime, I think, and then they then they started playing it at Christmas when they But it was such a weird movie to watch in the summertime when you have like a very Christmassy yeah, theme. Yeah. Yeah. I and even even Friday the Thirteenth, like you know, it's a horror movie, but it's not like a Halloween movie, you know, like this. We well, gotta think is. they probably wanted to release it on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. So whatever year came out, you whatever year there was yeah. a Friday the Thirteenth. So what was it? What year was that? Well, apparently they originally wanted um, the Halloween movies to be more of an anthology. Nineteen eighty wanted what? They wanted the Halloween movies to be more of an oh, anthology. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. From what I've understood from individuals that um, that I read and watch and listen to, uh, yes, that's what that's what John Carpenter wanted to do with going forward after uh, three was to do like an to keep doing it as an anthology. Yeah, like, June thirteenth would have been Friday the thirteenth. Is that when I when it came out? Uh, Nineteen eighty. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What My is... cousin's birthday was June thirteenth, but I thought she was born on Friday the thirteenth. But that would have been nineteen seventy five. I don't think we would have had another one by nineteen eighty. No, they released it on May 9th. Oh, yeah. See, summer movie. So box office was fifty, almost sixty mil for that. For for Friday the thirteenth. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's that's the same with Halloween, mm-hmm. and same with same with uh, you know the first like Freddy, you know People Nightmare love on Elm Street horror films. Like the first ones did phenomenal. Yeah, it was the sequels that kept like not doing as good as the the predecessor, and that's you know that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is hard to create a spectacular follow through. Um, it's it's been done and people can do it. It's just not, yeah, few and far between. And I mean, back then, more people went to the theater. Of course, we didn't have videos. I mean, there, especially in the early '80s, it was the infancy of of the videotape. So you didn't have the video sure. stores and all that stuff. So you had to go to the movies to see it until, unless you wanted to wait until you know, pay TV. Sure. Yeah. It, well, that's even previews. Like you would get like that only at the theater, and then also on pay television, you get like the breakdown of whatever's going to come out. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, because pay pay television started in the late seventies, and so you know you had this whole new way to watch movies. But then the uh, videotapes and cable television came, and you know that changed everything too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Any more trivia facts or anything? Okay. I don't think so. Um, I mean, there were some interesting trivia just about the making of the film. You know, like the the part for Dylan Baker was written for him, which is oh, makes, nice. totally makes sense. I mean, you know, to take a look at him and that's let's make a movie about him but, or around him. But um, I don't think there was too much i mean of course you it, there are so many tributes in this to other oh, movies yeah. oh, that are yeah. pretty obvious i i i'd have to go through with a keen eye trying to yeah find that and make that connection i'm mm-hmm. i i don't do good in that regard unless it's blatant <laughs> <laughs> like the like the you know the achilles tendon one yeah like pet cemetery homage and the but, howling yeah yeah um, 
Cool. Well, yeah. Um, it's it's still streaming for a while. I think it's going to be taken off here by by probably next week, November. Um, yeah. This has been the Amateur Movie Review Hour. I'm Trevor. I'm Josh. Oh. And I'm Megs. That's spooky. Yeah. Have a good Halloween, guys. Halloween. Happy. Happy Halloween. Hey.